Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you could experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Hi, this is Pastor Kim with the Refresh podcast. This week's title is You Are Blessed. You know, the blessing is yours. We are the blessed. We are very blessed. We are blessed in overflow. We're blessed in every way. And we are overtaken by the blessing. See, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14 tells us something about the blessing. And the key is that we need to understand that Jesus brought the blessing to us. From Genesis to Revelation, there is a promise to us of the blessing. You know, God blessed Abraham. And as he blessed Abraham in Galatians, it tells us that that blessing belongs to us. All the word of God and the promises that are in it all belong to us. And Jesus fulfilled every requirement needed to get the blessing to us. So the key is to remember that you are blessed and he's brought that blessing to you. So number one, the first thing you need to know is that Jesus brought the blessing to you because we are blessed in him, through him, and by him. And the second key is to receive that Jesus put you in a position to embrace, receive, and simply have the blessing. And the third key is how to activate the blessing. Activating the blessing is the key. Activating the blessing by faith. There are so many people who've accepted Jesus who haven't tapped into all that he's done and everything that he's given and all that he is. Somehow, some way, they don't realize that they have the blessing. And that is what this podcast is about, that you can be refreshed to hear about the blessing because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Well, the word of God shows us that the blessing belongs to us. So let's take a look at Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 and 2. This helps us see something about activating the blessing. What is the Lord asking us to do? What is he requiring of us to embrace the blessing by faith? Well, in these two verses, it says this, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments which I command thee in this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So here it's talking about observing and hearkening, hearing the voice of God, and embracing the commandments. Well, you know, we are not looking at a works gospel. He's not saying you have to do everything right and you have to make sure everything's done perfectly and you can't mess up. It's not about that. When he's talking about observing all his commandments, the word here for commandments, as we go on to study this, you're going to find out means his word, his voice, the thunderings of his voice. The Bible talks about how his voice is thunders from heaven and how he brings that strong direction for us. And that voice is bringing his word. That voice is bringing who he is. It's bringing his character and it's expressing the blessing. Well, it's saying here to hearken to his voice and to observe his word. He wants you to observe what he says because he is God. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he is the one that has the blessing, and he is the one that gives the blessing. And because we embrace his word, and because we embrace who he is, because he makes it clear that his word and that he are one. And what he says 
is who he is. And as we embrace and observe his word, we're observing him. And it says he will set us on high and all the blessings will come to us and overtake us as we hearken unto his voice. Well, the word hearken means to listen, to perceive, to put our attention on and and understand. And he says that with all you're getting, get understanding. And he brings that understanding to us. The Bible tells us that Jesus has been made unto us wisdom. Well, as we listen, we will experience his wisdom and who he is because he is the wisdom of all ages. And this word hearken also means grant request. So as we embrace his word, we're granting his request to receive the blessing. It also means to yield to and to hear and to cause to hear and to proclaim. So we can begin to proclaim what he says. We can begin to proclaim his voice. We can be his voice in our life. You know, he says here that we hearken to something because he's speaking it, because he's telling us, because he wants us to actively embrace his word, actively embrace his voice. And when it says that they will diligently hearken, that word diligently is the same word as hearken in Hebrew. So he is saying it double, that you are diligently, you are surely telling, you are surely witnessing, you are surely perceiving and embracing his word. So it tells us that the most important thing to him is his word, his voice, hearkening to his voice, who he says he is, what he has said. You know, from Genesis to Revelation, the word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. It is the voice of God to mankind. He is speaking who he is, and he's revealing that. And by his spirit, revealing the word. I always talk about Genesis chapter 1. And in Genesis chapter 1, you see God working as a triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father, Creator, saw the earth was void. And then it says that he spoke, let there be. That's Jesus. In John 1, it says that the Word of God is Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it says that the Holy Spirit was hovering, waiting on what? The voice of God, waiting on Jesus, waiting on him to bring forth that voice, that thundering. And then the three working together, the creator, the father, the son, who is the Messiah and the Holy Spirit working together, bringing to pass light. He works that same principle to bring the blessing to you. His word his voice is speaking. The Father sent Jesus. And Jesus is the manifestation of the blessing, the word to you. And the Holy Spirit is waiting, waiting on the spoken word of God, waiting on you, waiting on all that God has said. Even as he has spoken it, Jesus spoke it. And he has waited on Jesus and he's performing what Jesus has said. He's performed what the word has said. He's performing the word in your life. But the key for you is to embrace what he said, to embrace it by faith. That's what it means in Deuteronomy 28, 1, when it says to observe, to embrace, to take hold of what he said. See, this is a key, especially when we look at the works of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, which we're told is the power of God into salvation. He is the powerful 
He is the all-knowing. He is the one that brings to pass salvation. And the blessing of God is encompassed in the salvation of God. They are equally together as one. Well, again, this word commandments, keeping the commandments, it means precepts and his ordinances. It's his word, but it is his precepts, which is precepts defined, a general rule intended to regulate behavior or thought. So the word precepts here is that he wants his word to regulate behavior and thought. And as you observe, which is the Hebrew word shamer, it means guard and take heed, take charge, Take it as a watchman. As you take the word of God and you observe it, it means to celebrate and to keep it and to perform it. As you take a hold of the word and you take it as precepts that regulate your behavior and your thoughts. You know, the word of God says that your mind is renewed, that he has given you the mind of Christ. And as you take the word of God and your thoughts are renewed and you observe and you shamer, embrace them and you retain them and you treasure them up, and you celebrate them. This Hebrew word brings out this celebration and this treasuring up of God's word. And you pay heed to the God's word. And you go after God's word in every way. Then you'll find that the blessing of the Lord overtakes you. The blessing of the Lord is found in the word of God. It's completed by Jesus Christ. And it is the covenant of God through the blood of Jesus. And he has brought it to you. You know, in chapter 28 and verse 14, it says, And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, that he brings forth this day, that he thunders through his voice this day, his words. He said, don't go aside from those words. He says, you won't go to the right hand or to the left or go after other things, other gods, other philosophies. In Colossians, it says, beware lest those philosophies from traditions of men and contrary to God. You know, in James chapter three, it says this wisdom is not from above. It's earthly and sensual and fleshly and demonic things that are contrary to what God has spoken. And you don't go after those things and you don't embrace those, but you embrace his word. He says, this is where the commanded blessing lies. You know, when it says here that you won't turn aside, that word turn aside means depart from or you know, be away from it, be removed. Don't remove yourself from the truth. Don't remove yourself from the teachings of Jesus. Don't remove yourself from what he has said. It also means to avoid. Don't avoid it. Just allow the Lord to minister his word to you and embrace his word. Take his precepts and let them regulate your behavior and your thoughts. Let them be your thoughts. And he says that he will bring forth that blessing to you. Stay focused on him. Stay focused on his word. Stay focused on his promise. Stay focused on his doing. And as you stay focused, you're maintaining your focus of faith. And that's part of activating the blessing. It's by faith's focus. You know, and most importantly, as you embrace the word of God, give your voice to the blessing. Give your voice to the word. Pray the word. Pray what he has said. Pray what he has promised. Speak what he's promised. Ask him. He says that if you ask anything in my name according to my will, his will is his word. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On this earth as it is in heaven. From Genesis to Revelation, he tells you his will. He tells you his heart. He reveals his love. And he brings forth the blessing of God. And he shows you what that blessing is. Well, here in Deuteronomy, he makes it really clear. 
Deuteronomy 28 verse 3, he says, we're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed in the country. We are blessed in our country. Every nation is, you. every person in every nation is blessed. They are blessed in their country. They are blessed in their field. They are blessed in their city. The people who embrace God. You know, it says in Daniel eleven thirty two that the people who know their God will be strong and do great things. And that is worldwide. We are blessed. We are blessed above and beyond measure. And where we live and where we go, we are blessed. He promises that as part of the blessing. Well, in Deuteronomy 28, 4 through 5, it says everything we produce is blessed. He says our basket is blessed. Our storehouse is blessed. Our children are blessed. Our lives are blessed. Our ground is blessed. Our fruit is blessed. Our property is blessed. Our position, possessions are blessed. Our food is blessed. We have great increase and our flocks are blessed. Everything you have, your business, your ministry, everything you do, he says, wherever you go, you're blessed. And everything you have is blessed. But you have to embrace and know that by faith, knowing that he has said it. See, his word is so impactful. It is so important to hear what he says and know he means what he says and basically take the stand that he said it and that settles it. Because as he says in Deuteronomy 28, 6, he says, we're blessed when we come in and we're blessed when we go out. We're blessed in our coming and our going and all things and all that we do. Everything you do, he says, whatever you put your hand to, he'll bless. He says that the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. You know, in Deuteronomy 28, 7, it says he even causes our enemies to be smitten before us in seven, in seven ways they will fall. He said he'll deliver us from unreasonable situations and those situations and uh, people that rise against you or that you feel persecuted by or challenged by. In any circumstance and situation, he will deliver you. He is there. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 8, it says, The Lord has commanded the blessing upon us. He's commanded it in our storehouses. He's commanded it on all we set our hands to. He's blessed us in the land that he has given us. And that land is a blessing. He's given us that promised land. That promised land is Jesus. As we've talked about before, everything that he has accomplished and said is ours. And everything we need in our lives. He says that he will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. You are even blessed with the gifts that he has bestowed upon you that you can bring forth. Your ministry will make room for you. Your gift will make room for you. You don't have to be in a high position or something that you think is important because you are important. His gift is important. And he says so clearly that he has blessed that gift and he will make a way for you. And he'll make a way for the gift he's put in your life. That's part of the blessing. Well, in Deuteronomy 28 verse 9, he says that the Lord has sworn to bless us. He has promised to bless us. He put his life on it. He died and he rose again. And he shed his blood to make a covenant of that blessing for you. And it says here in this verse that he has established us as his holy people unto himself. That is part of the blessing, to be taken and established in him. He's established us in his word. He's established us in everything he said. He has established us in everything he's promised. He has established us in himself. And it says, as we embrace his word and we walk in his word, we walk in his ways, we walk in his truth, and we embrace them, and we take them and make them as we share that precepts upon precepts, line upon line, 
a general rule intended to regulate our behavior and thought, that we desire to have all that he is, all that he says, and embrace and do all that he asks us to do, not because we're required to do it, but because we love him, because of what he's done. He says that you love me because I first love you and what he's given. And as you begin to find and embrace and experience what he has given, because it is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. It is the goodness of God being poured out in your life. And surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And you will experience favor and honor and blessing. And he says in Deuteronomy 28.10 that all the people of the earth will see that we are called by the name of the Lord. He wants us to be a witness of his glory. He says, we are a city set on the hill. We are the salt of the earth. And why? As the blessing is poured out in our lives, people will see. They will see the goodness of God. And they will see that we're called by the name of the Lord. It is the witness of his blessing that leads to repentance. Because the Lord promises us, as again in Deuteronomy 28 verse 11, that the blessed will experience all that he has given. The Lord has blessed us and made us plenteous in goods. He's made us plenteous in the fruit of our body, in our cattle, the fruit of our ground. He's made us plenteous in the works of our hands, in our land, and everything that he has sworn to give us. He has blessed us and made it plenteous. And people see that. And as they see that, they experience and see that God is good because they can experience it through his goodness in your life. And as they see it and they embrace it, then they will begin to believe it and they can receive Jesus and what he has done. You know, in Deuteronomy 28, 12, it says that the Lord has opened up to us all his good treasures. Oh, that's amazing to think that Jesus opened up the good treasure of heaven. He said that heaven came down and glory filled our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, our lives, everything that he has promised. See, Jesus didn't just die just to get you somewhere. He died and he rose from the dead to give you power and ability. See, oftentimes people will look at their situation and their circumstances and they'll think, how can I be blessed with all of this happening? But part of that blessing is dominion. He created us to have dominion. In Genesis 1, he says as he created you and me and all mankind, that he created us to have dominion in the earth. And he restored that dominion through Jesus Christ. And that dominion means that we can rise above, that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. That is the blessing of God. He sets us above and he gives us the ability to stand above it and overcome. The word of God says that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And we can experience that good treasure that good treasure of the Lord is giving us the ability to overcome, to giving us the victory already. He says we are more than conquerors because he already conquered it. So what we need to do is embrace what he has done, embrace what he's completed. And as we embrace what he's completed, that's the good fight of faith. As your faith embraces what he says, faith will fight. That's the good fight because you can stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You can see what Jesus has done. 
You know, that good treasure also means that he's given us rain unto our land and finances for our projects and food and provision to our home and the goodness of heaven and abundance and honor and blessing and increase to every area of our lives. He's blessed the work of your hands. He's blessed all that you've done. He's blessed what he wants to do for you. He's blessed what he's already done for you. He has blessed you in every way that you can be a giver to help others. And you can preach the gospel in his victory and in his honor. And as you embrace what the gospel says, your faith will experience the power of God unto salvation. That's what Romans 1 says the gospel is. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. You know, again, in Deuteronomy 28, 13, he says he has made us the head and not the tail. We are above only. We are not or ever at any time beneath anyone or anything. Nothing. There is no thing that can hold you down. He promises us in Psalm 91 that we are under the shadow of the Almighty. And how do we dwell under the shadow of the Almighty? We dwell in his word. You need to take his word, embrace his word, let his word refresh you. Let his word be what you are diligently hearkening to, that you are listening and heeding to, and you are yielding to, and that you are proclaiming, and that you are becoming a voice of his word in that proclamation, because his voice is thundering, his voice is speaking, his voice is whispering, his voice is all-encompassing the blessing, encompassing you. He has spoken. He will take his word and embrace his word in your life, and he will bring life to the word to you. He brings that life in your life to give you life. And as you embrace the precepts and you allow the word of God to be the general rule to regulate your behavior and your thought, because you embrace the word, faith rises up in you. It's not a work. It's not hard. It's not a striving. It's as you hear the word of God. He says his word is spirit and life. He said his word is truth. He said his word is sharper than a two-edged sword. And it divides. It divides what? It divides the wrong. It divides the incorrect. And it regulates. He regulates behavior. He can regulate thoughts. He can bring forth the freshness of his word in your life. And his word is truth. And it says that they that know the truth, they will experience freedom. As you embrace the word of God, the precepts of God, and as you declare that you are considering and diligently proclaiming and hearing and witnessing his voice. You know, his word isn't just letters on a page. His word is his life. His word is, his, is the Holy Spirit ministering to you. And everything in his word bears witness. He will send two and three witnesses in his word. You will find every scripture uh, absolutely witnessed with each other. And as you embrace that and you don't allow the word to be dissected incorrectly, but you embrace the word as a whole and you allow the word of God to express the word of God and the Holy Spirit to reveal his word to you. And as you learn and embrace and diligently seek after 
You know, the word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his way of doing things. Seek his word, his teachings, his way. Look to Jesus. And as you see what he's done and what he's accomplished and all that he has said, you'll find the fulfillment of the word. Jesus fulfills that word. He fulfills it in your life. And he brings that precept, that general rule that will regulate your behavior and your thought. You know, it says in the word of God, we can take every thought captive to what? Captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ because he obeyed the word. He brought it forth to you. He brought it forth in you and he will bring it forth through you. And again, in Deuteronomy 28, one through two, it shall come to pass if you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God and observe and embrace his word, his direction, that he will set you on high and all these blessings shall come upon you and they will overtake you. He will overflow in your life if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Lord, I pray that every person that has heard this podcast, that they will embrace your word. They will take a hold of your word. They will hear your word and hearken diligently unto your voice. And as they observe it and they embrace it, and as they love you, Lord, with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, they will experience your blessing, all the blessings to come upon them and overflow in their life as they hearken to you. Because you have promised that we're the blessed and that we are blessed in overflow and we are blessed in every way and that we are overtaken by the blessing. And I pray that each person here will begin to proclaim and bring that proclamation of your word and be the voice of your word as you are the voice to them. And they can experience it as they pray and confess your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Kim is not only a screenwriter, director, and producer, she writes children's books and other publications. If you're interested in more of her Kix Media from Kix Ministries, check out our family faith-based feature films, Pastor Kim's blogs, and our many children's books and publications at kixtv.com.